it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. Welcome, <laughs> you. Welcome to Down the Dog with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. Well, John, um, we just need to... We're all down the dog, obviously. We're we're in the dog and Welcome. Master, Thank you. We pulled up a pew at the bar. Um, but the landlord, Danny, is here. But he's, there might be a bit of food poisoning going around the dog. So maybe don't order yeah. any food today. But Danny, are you okay? Yes. He doesn't sound it, does he? God, that's the, that's the biggest no. He, every part of him said no there, apart from his mouth. Maybe we should make it clear. It's not food that he consumed in the dog. It's food that he consumed elsewhere. Yeah, that was the mistake. Yeah, you just only ever eat at the dog. We've got everything you need here. There is a distinct smell of fish still present in the dog. Anyone who heard last week's episode who's curious, it would be very pleased to know the dog still smells of fish. And when I press the space bar on my laptop, it does not come back up. (laughs) It's just steeped in fish juice. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. And have you tried to clean it off with anything? Well, obviously, I've, I've got some, uh, is it method we use, I think? Eco-twat cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, sprayed that on some kitchen towel, had a good scrub. You, you can't get in behind the keys, can you, without any sort of... Um, I'd have to speak to an apple wizard, wouldn't I? Is that what they call them? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's what they do down at the Genius Bar. Genius is how do you get fish guts out of my space bar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a that sounds like one of those really bad Edinburgh titles, doesn't it? You know what? Once Paul McCaffrey, who um, is a friend of the dog, me and him went to watch a show in Edinburgh called "My Big Dick Is Making Me Thirsty." <laughs> of course, you did. We went of course, there, you did. Like, because the title was so mad. We're like, this is going to be off the wall. It was on the outskirts of town, and it was just two very new comedians doing half an hour each, and we were the only people there. We're like, is, is it not a theme? They're like, oh no, we just thought the title was funny. That's what it is. <laughs> it's slightly misleading. It gives the idea that there's some thought about... I came here for 60 minutes of crafted material about thirsty penises. I know. And also, the thing I kept asking him was, why would having a big dick make you thirsty? And he was like, I don't know, it just was a funny thing I came up with, which I really liked. I was like, you're a genius, you are, mate. Um, so, if you've got a big dick or if you're thirsty, <laughs> email us, com. Were there many women in that queue? Well, it was just me and Paul, so no. I mean, there weren't many men in it either. It was just me and Paul, um, yeah. two eager boys hoping to find some cynic. I mean, they were two talented young men, but the, the title had obviously raised hopes that there was going to be some mad story. Yeah. 
um, and we felt slightly let down, but yeah. I'd um, say you got what you deserved. You flicked through a brochure full of shows, full of talented people telling their tales of the different walks of life that we've all passed through, and you chose to spend your time going to watch a show called My Big Dick is Making Me Thirsty, and I think you got exactly what you deserved. Well... Maybe I did. The festival's over now, so I can have a few beers. It is. Congratulations. I... Thank you. Completed another fringe. Completed another fringe. Thanks to the just the, all of you who came. Thank you. Great fringe. Um, <laughs> had a lovely time. Met some wonderful people. Did people you? Are so nice, aren't they? Yeah. Someone left a Ryan Yates sticker on the uh, microphone <laughs> on my last shows. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And my pre-gig music was all very forest-themed, so I had um, Shakira, that. Waka, waka, hey, hey. Belinda Carlisle, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Is this the Forest playlist, is it? Well, they're all like, they've all become chants. Like, Ooh, mm. baby, do you know what that's worth? Morgan Gibbs, White is the best <laughs> on earth? Left foot, right foot, just what we need. Taking Forest to the Champions League. Oh, mm. I love hearing other teams' chants. If you're a fan, you get it. If not, you're like, well, this playlist is fantastic anyway. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Talking of the Nottingham Charettes, very close to beating the Manchester Charettes. Um, they well, didn't, but talk to me about... We've got to pull up a few lads because, and girls Here and everyone. Go. This is Fordy's round. Gather round, Fordy's oh, round. We've got to talk about Rashford here. I mean, yeah. this lad is a saint. He can do no wrong. I feel emotionally connected to him in a way that I haven't... Probably any other footballer, even, even footballers I've idolised way more. But come on, Marcus... If you're a good man, you're a good man all the time. And, and uh, you dived, mate. You dived. Oh, really? You're calling him out? You're calling him out in the dog? Rashford. What would you do to him? If he came in here now, if he came in a dog with his mates, took yeah. the corner took the corner table, of course he does, took the corner table, by the fruit machine. Yeah. You go up to him, you have a quiet word. What are you going to say to him? I say, Marcus, I love you. Um, I, I, I do not possess the vocabulary to do credit to what you've done for our country, for our people, for football. But on Saturday... You dived, mate. You were a dirty diver, and that is a bad thing. Please don't do it again. Please issue a fulsome statement admitting that you dived and beg the FA and the Premier League to reissue Nottingham Forest with at least one point and call the damn thing a draw. I was gutted when I saw it. I was just like, man. I've not seen it. I've not. Let me see if I can see it now. Anyone got a mobile? You pass me that mobile, Daniel. Yeah, get it on an iPad. It's so bad. What, is it a penalty? Yeah, he dives for a penalty. I mean... Chris Sutton <laughs> claims referees are in Manchester United's pocket. after winning another. Just to put, you, to put you instantly where I am, if Chris Sutton thinks it wasn't a penalty, I think it was a penalty. I would operate on the same rules, but I think this one might... You know what was mad? We go 2-0 up after four minutes. So obviously when you go 1-0 up too early, you're like, oh no. When you go 2-0 up early, you're like, oh yeah. And then some guy called Andy Parsnips on Twitter tweeted me and he's like... <laughs> Don't worry, mate. They'll end up winning through some dodgy penalty. And it was like, oh, well, Andy well, Parsnips well. knows, doesn't he? He's not in bullshit corner, is he? Parsnips knows. He's not in gobshite corner. I can't find the footage. I've put it on the group. Of course it's you have. Group. Oh, he rises from the dead from his sick bed. Landlord Danny delivers. Yeah. Rather like that pizza place that gave him the vomers. Oh, and he's also posted the uh, 2016 Edinburgh Fringe details for My Big Dick is Making Me Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> See? And the so the write up for that show is uh, a hard hitting, action packed gigolo, not dissimilar to a high class call girl. I mean, and the picture is <laughs> his face coated in. 
milk some sort of evaporated well i don't think milk would stick like that i think it's some sort of evaporated <laughs> milk or perhaps a loosened <laughs> yogurt <laughs> presumably <laughs> designed to simulate uh, male ejaculate i mean i can't tell you how disappointing that show was <laughs> oh, so watch this I tell you what it really i'm watching it now I'm watching it on a loop. I mean, it's clearly not a penalty. Yeah. Um, there's no contact made, and he leaps like a salmon, Marcus. I know. Um, I've I've often thought because I'm not a good footballer. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you knew that. I don't know yeah, if that's I'm news just, to you. I would say you were pretty good actually, and I, I would love it if you were fully crap. Yeah. You, you, I would say you were good enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, fine. I think the bar is always set by how bad <laughs> people think I'm going to be. Um, so <laughs> you've got that air of superiority about you. So because you're good at you know, well, I'm pathetic, a- aren't I? I'm a cardigan wearing anagram fan, and nobody nobody <laughs> sees me turn up at a match and thinks, God, I bet he's got game. Um, can we just just if you can arrange the the letters of cardigan wearing anagram fan mm-hmm. into a new anagram? Yeah. We'll buy your pint. Hello at downthedog.com. Anyway, <laughs> proceed. You were talking about your pathetic the life. One thing I've got is. Um, Big fat dick, and it makes you thirsty. I'm, I'm fiercely intelligent, right? And I've often wondered. So, in a situation where it's it's maybe a fifty fifty, or in that sort of situation, there, Marcus Rashford is clearly going round you. Yeah, you swing violently as if you basically dummy a foul. So yeah. it's okay to dummy with the ball as if you're going to step over and then go round him, and then you go the other way. That's seen as skillful. But is it skillful for a defender to basically swing their leg as if they fully intend to break the leg of the attacker, but yeah. pull away at the last minute, but so that the attacker does what Marcus does there, jump off the ball, flee basically screaming. Yeah. Then you take the ball back and you carry on forwards. That's clever. I mean, that's a great plan. But John, I've got to remind you, this game is played at a, at a ferocious pace. Yeah, but in that situation there, to, to me, there's, there's no foul. So is that really good defending? Because it does look like he fully intends to take Marcus Rashford out. Marcus Rashford reacts as if he knows he's going to get taken out. It's obviously gone the way of the the, 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 the referee has said, well, I, I still think you intended to wipe him out and that's why he's gone down. And therefore... Marcus had to protect himself in that situation from, let's be honest, thuggery. I don't know who that Nottingham Forest player is, but he was basically saying, you will never walk again after this challenge. Marcus took evasive action. He had to do. He's he's one of England's shining lights. I think it probably is not just a Was the Forest player sent off? No. No, well, that's it. You know, should there be a lesser punishment for attempted murder than murder? The fact that he doesn't make contact doesn't change. I mean, you can't see it from that camera angle, but I would imagine he's sort of drooling, the sort of red flash in his eyes, sort of giggling maniacally as he runs towards him, singing one of his forest songs, you end up in the Trent, mate, or something like that. Well, I mean, what what is good (laughs) is that you do agree that it wasn't a penalty. Oh, Forest have lodged a complaint. It's now on the BBC. Oh, this, this reeks of our last seasons. Um, we're actually we're, we're complaining to the FA about Everton because we think they've cheated. And they, of course, may have cheated, but it doesn't change the fact that we went down and it will not change the fact that you have lost to Manchester United. You've played three, you've lost two, you're 14th in the league. You're being bailed out by the likes of Sheffield United, Burnley, Luton and Everton, who have yet yeah. to register a point this season. But let me just, let, just, just let's, because we both like news and this is news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we both just, like news. I love Stick to that on it. the CV. 
I like walking with friends, and I like to keep up with current affairs. I'm a jean-wearing news lover. Shemla <laughs> um, Bibliotheque. Okay, this is courtesy of Simonstone at the BBC. Nottingham Forest have lodged an official complaint with the Professional Game Match Officials Limited over the performance of the refereeing team in their 3-2 defeat at Manchester United. Forest boss Steve Cooper said he needed to bite his tongue over what he really felt about referee Stuart Atwell and his colleagues. It is understood Forest officials left Old Trafford seething over various decisions <laughs> they felt were pivotal in deciding the game's outcome. Atwell sent off skipper Joe Worrell midway through the second half, deeming him to be the last man when he fouled Bruno Fernandes, even though central defensive partner Willie Bolly was close by. Oh, I can't actually read it. It, it pisses me off. Yeah. It always happens at places Feed like Feed me with your hate. It pisses me right off. <laughs> but anyway. um, and I consoled uh, our landlord, Danny, a couple of weeks yeah. ago by saying that Tottenham would be stronger without Harry Kane. I was sort of just being kind, but of course they've, they've played 3-1-2. They're doing fine. They do necessarily... You know, as a result of losing Hurricane, they've got a hole up front. Mm-mm. Oh, you'd go and see that Edinburgh show, wouldn't you? Straight down there, my big, big hole, hole up front. Mm-mm. What do you make of the rumours that they intend to fill that hole with Brennan Johnson? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think they might. Is is the truth? If if they obviously bid fifty plus mil, then it looks is like that the asking price? Is it? It is. Brentford mucking us about with 35 million to go to Brentford. You're like, mate, come on now. Grow up. Be OPs. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, it, 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 I think if they offer 50 million quid, I think that would be a good deal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ah. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you're looking for plump lips at last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. Talk of as well. Jed Spence could go to Leeds. Yes, of course. Yeah. Great footballer. Uh, so you may, is, you may yeah. be the beneficiary in a roundabout way of all this. He's a right back, isn't he? 
He is. And we have, we've got a, we've got a few of those. But he's a very adept attacking. He's basically Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, so he can't defend. It's a safe space, defend. the dog, innit? Yeah, we I can do that. what I like. I was just mucking about, mate. I was only he down says the what dog. he likes. He oh, says what he likes. Um, let's talk of uh, better leagues of the championship. Genuine huh. leagues with the cut and thrust of results that are not obvious. You're banging them in on Saturday. Football is and it was back. like bang, 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 bang. Named a front four. Every one of them scored, including Pirro on his debut. First win since April, that. Oh, my God, that's pathetic. Yeah. I'd rather not know that. <laughs> God. Well, you do know it because I just told you it. I thought you loved so news. Long ago. So long ago. He's gone right off news, our Matthew. I'm a big fan of big, um, news. That's, news obviously has to be relevant. Yeah. This is more just like gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, John. What's we the are. matter with Leeds? We're a team on the up, mate. Undefeated Ipswich, as uh, Marcel Bielsa used to call him. Ipswich. Um, he couldn't say it. Um, they're defeated now, mate. I'll tell you that. They've lost one now, and then we are at home this weekend to bottom of the table, played four, lost four, Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, wow. Mm. They just come up and all. Cheeky little win there. We start knocking around near the playoffs. Nice little tasty Yorkshire derby. Yeah, you're Um, 13th. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? We usually finish 12th in the championship. That's about about 12th, 16th, that sort of thing. Yes, we're about a heck of a start. Four wins in four. Yeah. Got their business sorted early, brought in the right team. You can't fault it, can you? Nah, you know, obviously, there's still an attraction to Leicester, isn't there, with them winning the Premier League and whatnot? Of course. A Leicester supporting friend of mine I was speaking to this week said he thinks the teams they've they've actually ended up with all the transfer business with a better team this year than they had last year. Does he have what I would call the Leicester yap? <laughs> Go on. Oh, like that, aren't they? Like, obviously, like, Derbyshire and Nottinghamshire is like that, isn't it? You know, yeah. like, basically. You're all right, OK, how you doing? But, like, Leicester goes like that. So, like, they say it like Manchester. So, it's like they've got, like, bit East Midlands, but then, like, yappy at the end, like, Leicester. Um, he doesn't talk like that, no, but I'm enjoying no. you uh, insulting the people of Leicester. It's good fun. I love Leicester. I love, don't you dare try and drive a wedge between me and the good people of that. You just but drove that of... wedge, mate. You described no. them as yappers. I love Leicester and I've had some wonderful times in Leicester. It's a great place. It's What's your favourite thing about Leicester? It's got some phenomenal restaurants, you've got to say, and some great pubs. I think nightlife in Leicester is among the best in the country. Okay. And I also like the fact that they've still got that big shoe shop in town. Get off the train and you're just like, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Thomas Cook was from Leicester, of course. His statue stands outside the um, station. So every time you're like, oh, thanks, mate. You basically invented holidays. What were we Founder doing? Founder of the budget holiday. Founder of bloody holidays. You're like, we weren't going nowhere till that bloke showed up. I was like, you should go over there for a bit. You're like, all right, I'll try it. And then he made like billions doing it, probably. <laughs> do, you reckon, uh, <laughs> do you reckon we've got any listeners currently listening whilst stranded in an airport due to the flight fiasco last week once again? I don't know what the opposite of the curse is, but I've got it this year. Yeah. There's me banging on about train travel. Only the very next week, flight chaos. 
across Europe. Stranded travellers. Trains, they're shooting through, mate. No, you worry about the old trains. Well, have you been stranded? Are you currently stranded? Do you need help? Firstly, contact, obviously, more uh, relevant authorities, but also do email hello at downthedog.com. You know, we were talking about news earlier, John. Yeah, we were. We love news. This is the podcast that isn't afraid to say it loves news. There's a Republican presidential candidate who has been told to stop rapping Eminem songs. Have you seen him? <laughs> no. It's, the thing is, he's actually quite good at it. I don't know. I, I don't want to mispronounce his surname. His name's Vivek. I think it's Ramaswamy. Right. And he's like a young, he's 38, kind of, you know, Trump on steroids kind of guy. Um, uh, photogenic young guy. And he, and he raps Lose Yourself at a rally and you're like, the problem is, is you're like, ah, ha, ha, politician raps. Like, he's actually good at it. Oh, is he? He's really good at it. You're like, oh, actually, he knows the words. He's cool. So I, 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 it's weird, isn't it? Rap and politics, should they mix? Should they? I'm never quite sure myself. I mean, I wouldn't want to see Keir Starmer or... or, or oh, Rishi Sunak can do um, Vanilla Ice, which obviously isn't rap, but it oh, sort of is. God. Well, you've, you've answered your question there. As soon as you said rap and politics, should they mix? I was sort of on the fence of no. I think no, but I couldn't think of a good reason why. And the, just the image of Rishi Sunak doing Vanilla Ice, that's, there's your answer there. Sod what? off. Okay, what politician would you most like to see rap? Um, not, a, not a posh one. I can't be doing with that. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like that ironic thing where Jacob yeah. Rees-Mogg would do NWA or something. Andy Burnham. Okay. Rapping what? Gangster's Paradise. And spend most of my life living in a gangster's power. Power and the money, money and the power, minute after minute, hour after hour. I didn't realise it was going to happen straight away. Yeah. I could have said any politician there. Come on, mate. Tony Blair. You... Oh, of course, I forgot you were teeing me up. I'm so well, sorry. I wasn't really, but now I am. Of course you were. Of course you were. I wasn't, but now I am. Um, the, the problem you've got here is I don't actually know any rap songs. I'd like to see Tony Blair doing some Eminem. Um. I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. You other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So what, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. Please stand up. Please stand up. What, what about the one chance, one opportunity uh, as performed by... Um, um, who do you want me to tee you up for? Who are you doing at the minute? Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband. <laughs> 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 that used to be the joke, didn't it, anyway? Our own private chairman. Performed by uh, Ed Miliband. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti is nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting dropping bombs is wrong, by the way. We were wrong to do it in a rock. But he wrote down the whole crowd grows alarm, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking down the clocks are up. Time's up over blah. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up that easy move. He won't have it. He knows his old back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's don't he knows that, but he's broke his old back to his mobile home. That's when it's back to the lab again. It's all rats to me. Better go capture the moment and hope you don't pass them. You better lose yourself. <laughs> How devastating is it to find the closer for your Edinburgh show on the 29th of August? You bitch. Um, that was very funny. Now, um, we have had emails on a variety of subjects, John. Mm-hmm. Anyone, uh, anyone help me sort out my uh, fishy laptop? Well, let's have a look. So, fishy laptop tip. This is Here from Justine. News Justine. <laughs> Very nice. If she's going to Edinburgh, she's got her title, courtesy of Matt Ford. Thank you. Anyway, Justine says, Hello, John. Rubbing alcohol is what you need for your laptop. 
Soak oh, the key. That's what I call it when I have a few too many drinks and then uh, go to the bathroom with myself in a hotel. <laughs> I can't have port. That's very much my rubbing alcohol. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, she says, um, soak the keyboard for a minute or two, then turn it upside down to dry. Repeat if it still stinks. The rubbing alcohol will evaporate and sterilize the juice without any damage to your laptop. Mm-hmm. Lemon juice will just corrode. Good luck, Justine. Thanks. Thanks, Justine. That's very, uh, that's genuinely helpful. I'm Googling rubbing alcohol now. I've never heard of it. Have you? It must be for stuff. Uh you can buy rubbing alcohol with a concentration of 70 or 99%. It's a bit like sort of dark chocolate, isn't it? It depends how hard you are. Um, even though you may think the higher concentration is more effective, experts say 70% is better for disinfecting. It has more water, which helps it to dissolve. You don't want to be touring water in there, do I? Penetrate cells and kill bacteria. It get rid of plant pests. It eases nausea after surgery. It won't lower fever. It can remove ink stains. Spilled ink on your shirt and don't have stain remover? Try rubbing alcohol. Oh, I'm going to end up carrying this round with me. That sounds I'm great, doesn't those it? Those guys always got a bit it, of rubbing it, alcohol. It? it could be there for, for, there for you tomorrow. It can ease an ear infection, according to WebMD. Bloody hell. I mean, this is like miracle juice. Well, that's a good, uh, that is a good um, listener scoop. I'll have that. Last week's pub dog uh, was, of course, Alfie, who sleeps like he's oh. been shot. Katerina uh, said he doesn't look like he's been shot. He looks like he's been on a five-day bender. That that was her opinion. Perfect um, pub dog, then. Perfect pub dog. And on that, Cole says, do we need to have actual criteria on what makes a good pub dog? I suggest it should be old, gnarly, silent, undesirable, replaceable, unwaveringly obedient to its owner, indifferent to anybody that enters the pub, adopted or gifted or found. Um, <laughs> the fact that replaceable is on there is really funny. Yeah. Obviously, every week. Um, he says he's got a pub bike, which is a pike, a bike that he uses to get to the pub, that if he gets so pissed when he's there and forgets to go home on it or somehow loses it, he's not really bothered. And a good pub dog should have the same level of dispensability. He's funny. I can't he's agree with that. But the pub bike is a good uh, is a good tip. Yeah, pub bike's nice. Another scoop. Yeah, another scoop. Another scoop, I'd say the exclusive's really starting to roll here now. Now, we've had our first nomination for a deceased pub dog. How do you feel about that? Um, Slightly melancholic. Uh, Tom says, uh, I would like to nominate the late Ratty, the Jack Russell, for uh, pub dog of the week. Unfortunately, Ratty is no longer with us. However, I believe Ratty would have been a great exception as he had a special trait which would have been perfect for your pub. Ratty was known for his ability to walk to the bus stop, get on the bus and jump off at his favourite pub, the Black Bull, to have a pint all on his own, then get the bus back home. I have attached a video of him on Good Morning Britain showing his trip to the pub. Believe it or not, he was past being hit by a car on his way to the bus stop. Love the part, Tom from York. I'm just watching the video. I think we can have a commemorative plaque, can we, as uh, yeah. Dog of the Week for Ratty? He's gone um, to the great pub in the sky. Should we put the video on the uh, Twitter Socials. social page, X page? Are we supposed to call it X now in conversation? No one's doing that, are they? I'd call it Twitter. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Take the power back. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, any dog that can walk itself to the pub, have a pint and come home is, is Pub Dog of the Week, right? 
Got to be. So Ratty. And the video stops Tom going in bullshit a corner as well because I might have questioned that otherwise. Uh, top of the fan league, Lee Tesla of the um, straightforwardly named Tesla United. 227 mm. points. I axe to sell Timber. Uh, are in second place, Connor Manley, and no Kane, no gain. One for Danny and all the Spurs fans there. Thomas Spencer, he's in third, 217, but there's a lot of spread at the moment. We're only a few weeks in, aren't we? Um, That's your top three in the fan league. Once again, uh, 10 boys. Uh, It would be nice to have some female representation in there, wouldn't it? But perhaps we should stop talking about Thirsty Dicks. Um, Yes, I think uh, that is a... uh, a uh, I think, um, well, get in touch. Hello at downthedog.com. Um, and finally, one for the road, our final topic. Um, do you remember Neil, old meat foot? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, one meat foot. He says, hello, lads. I'm proud of my meat foot in a moon boot. I hope this pub has better disabled facilities than my old local, as not long after my leg came off, I hadn't yet been fitted with a prosthetic one. I tried hopping to the toilet, no disabled one suitable for wheelchair access, and slid in a puddle of piss, <sighs> nearly headbutting the urinal. I got free drinks for a week after that incident. Cheers, Neil, with one leg. And he sent us a picture of his meat foot in the moon boot. Oh, my God, yeah. You, oh, my God, yeah. Do you know what his kitchen reminds me of? Go on. Um, have you seen the video of the gentleman they call Lambord trying to neck, is it three or five John Smith's of John Smith's? Yeah, it sounds like it's from Knott's, doesn't it? He's definitely got an East Midlands accent that night. Yeah, can't even do your own challenge, Lambord. <laughs> That, everywhere. that looks a similar kitchen to me. I don't think it's he is Lambord, but I tell you what, Neil, if you are, I mean, free drinks for life in the dog and bastard if you're yeah, Lambord. free I drinks think, for life it? in the dog, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> and I also, I love the clock on your wall, if that means anything to you. I love yes. a big clock. Yeah, I do. Great. I'd love a big clock, but I don't have the wall space. Well, All right. That's a sad end to the podcast. I think it's a great end to the podcast. I'd love a big clock but I haven't got the wall space. One day I will. One day I will. And my dream of having a big clock will be realised. You can get in touch with us if you've been affected by any of the stories. If you've got any life hacks, email us, hello at downthedog.com. And of course, leave a five-star written review, share it far and wide. And we'll see you next time. Don't get up the cat, get down the dog. Bye. Bye.